The Out of Time Podcast is brought to you by brothers whose relationship was forged together by watches. Each episode will be a conversation with people we find fascinating from all walks of life. Welcome to the episode. Setup is fairly simple, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's right? nothing complicated. No big production budget. We have, should be. we have $20 for each guest that we try to figure out what can we fit in as far as... Uh, Gifts or twenty dollars whatnot than, than I had before you got here. So. You're worth twenty dollars. <laughs> you are worth twenty dollars. <laughs> You're worth it to me. So what are we drinking? Four roses. Uh, giddy up. It's a small batch select. What's up, brother Josh? November the fourth. What's up, brother Summer? Just wrapping up our election. Just finishing up. Semi wrapping. It's never gonna wrap up. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, contentious for quite some time. I think so. <laughs> like the rest of our lives. <laughs> but it's quite nice. I was kind of touched. The watch fam's like been hitting me up. The, the international peeps? I told them it's, it's all good. It's kind of like when mom spanked daddy at the dinner table and we still got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you still got to eat. Yeah, we'll, we'll all survive it. Yeah. We, no choice. Uh, I think our next guest is really a long time coming. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about... Um, when we're on with Eric about how his drawing of us really like catapulted us into a mode that allowed us to say, hey, let's bring this to fruition. Mm-hmm. But then our next guest was also a part of that that pressure. Put it out there into the ether. We created the, the page. And then the next thing you know, he was uh, posting about it yeah. being a thing. Yeah. Which it had not become a thing yet. <laughs> and that was really uh, one of the big springboards for saying, hey, we have to purchase this equipment. <laughs> we have to start moving in a direction to make this thing mm-hmm. a real tangible thing. And uh, we appreciate that. For sure. We thank you for that. This has definitely been a long time coming. I'm happy that we uh, are able to sit here in your home or outside of your home. And that fresh, yeah, I wouldn't let you inside. Fresh OC no. air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we we wouldn't ask. No. <laughs> Come inside. Uh, we, we know our place. Not, a, not on the first night. <laughs> our first day. <laughs> a couple more bourbons, then we'll That's talk. That's right. Then we'll be inside. Now, now, do you recall when we when you first met this gent? Uh, I think the first time we met was at one of the events. Yeah, the Orange County events. Okay. Um, was that OC when you Chrono went didn't with exist. Chrono Group didn't exist. Uh, I think it was like the OC chapter of the LA Watch Gang. I can't even remember what the no, name it's was. actually well. I think it was it was it was. I remember we used to go to you and I used to go to LA Watch Gang. Yeah. And then, I mean, one day Chase just goes, "Hey, why don't you come check out this um, OC thing get together?" I'm like, yeah. What was the name of it? I think it's OC Wiz. Was OC Wiz? That's it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "What are you talking about, Chase?" Like, and I was like, "I figured, you know what." Not too far from where I'm at, you know. Come down south. I mean, what's the worst can happen, right? And a crime. <laughs> Lots of bad things can happen. Actually, I'm glad you didn't answer that question for yourself. You never found so I, I went and I met uh, just Dan, and it was Chase, and it was it was a small gathering. I remember it was yeah. just really small gathering. I think you started coming down. Yeah, yeah, intimate. Yeah, and there were times where it was just like us, and there were, there were times it was just me, Dan, and Chase. Like we would just have one boot. Next thing I just got bigger and bigger, and and this handsome fella just walked in with this tall dude. I think it was his bodyguard or or, or something. He looks kind of Secret Service. Yeah, yeah has, and he had a little fellow too. I want to say that's the R two D two in a group. <laughs> <laughs> there, there could be two people that you're talking about. Truer words. 
Yeah, that's true. That it wasn't could. the other one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I remember seeing the big fella for sure. <laughs> the yeah, big. There is no denying the tall dude. Cortland. Cortland. What's his hashtag? You guys remember? Do you, do you recall? I think it's just Cortland. I think it's just Cortland Alex. I love him. It's just simple. Just Cortland Alex. And that's when I first met our next guest, Handsome Mike. Handsome Mike, yeah. yeah. Welcome to our show, sir. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. What is, what is your uh, Instagram account name? It's super creative. Yeah. Um, it's M. Heyman oh, 1. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's like... Where did the one come in? Did M. Heyman was already gone? <laughs> you know what? There's an M. Heyman. That was pretty insane, actually, because yes, it was. I don't know why. Just so you know, that tag's for sale for 20 bucks. M. Heyman 1, yeah. And Summer's got it. Yeah. Summer's got, it. got to it first. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. But thanks, thanks for being here. Price. That's how we make our budget. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We sell Instagram yeah. handles. Right. <laughs> the Zoom wasn't free. The sound, the sound, uh, what SoundCloud? That's not free. No, no, so, it's free. So we do it a little bit of uh, no, negotiating. Yeah, we, negotiating. We, we, we buy things and we sell it. A little fair. bit of, a little bit of social media terrorism. It always pays. That's right. <laughs> I mean, twenty bucks is fair. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. We had to hang on to it for like. Five years. Well, yeah, that's okay. what quite the investment. Yeah. So, Mike, tell us how how did this all this craziness get started for you? I mean, walk us through. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been a watch guy. Yeah. Since I was probably seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to refill, by the way? I'm gonna I'm gonna pour number. We're on oh, number sure. three. Okay. So we need to pour sure. number two. Let's do here. that first. Should we do yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think we'll we'll even uh, for this one. We're gonna switch glasses even. So oh, we're gonna switch glasses. Gotta switch glasses for this one. So number two, we just got done with number three, which is four roses, small batch select. Number two is Doers Twenty One. Oh, I'm gonna hand you, that to you. So we just Actually. finished with number three. Which was the four roses, small batch. Yeah. yeah. What, what was number four? Number four, which is actually one of my favorites, is Heaven Hill, uh, bottled and bond bourbon, and then again three uh, small or four roses, small batch select, mm-hmm. and then number two right now, Doers Twenty One, um, which is a blended whiskey. Uh, it's very different from the others that we've had, which is why we went ahead and switched glasses here. Very, very smooth, <clears throat> double filtered, um, which, you know, it's got both its pros and its cons, but it's it's very, very um, tasty, easy to drink, probably too easy to drink. Too and, easy to uh, drink can, can, yeah. can mean trouble. And the good thing about number two is what comes next is number one. So cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. It's actually a little bit of smokiness to it, which um, I actually don't recall, so that's funny. I, it might be what we've had before it. Just a very, very easy drinking Scotch whiskey, um, blended Scotch whiskey. So, so anyhow, back to your question. Yeah, I've um, always been a watch guy, uh, you know, but never been or, or wasn't up to a certain point uh, a serious watch guy. I always liked watches, probably like a lot of us, and you know. Through that, uh, with a couple friends who you've mentioned, the tall guy and the little guy, <laughs> um, yeah, Cortland and and David, you know, one day Cortland and I were were having oh that a, little guy yeah well, okay yeah that little guy oh today's opposite day yeah <laughs> so right um, 
Corlin and I were, were having a drink, uh, talking watches one day, and mm -hmm. maybe we'd had more to drink than we should and decided that we needed to, to do more, create community. Just hanging out, right? You were yeah, just we're hanging, just hanging out. out. Yeah, we were just hanging out. We'd never been to any kind of watch meetup before. Right. And that was actually one of the things that was kind of motiv motivating us is we kept reading about things like Red Bar and, and those kinds of things. And right. I have to confess, at the time, I didn't know that LA Watch Gang existed. We'd have gone up there if I knew, but, right. but I didn't know. Um, and it had nothing to do with angels and Dodgers, right? No, no, okay. no, no. Just I mean, want to make sure. Yeah, no, we. Yeah. That can be quite the thing in Southern yeah, California. Yeah. It, it yeah. can be quite yes. the thing, absolutely. So we we just decided we would do something on our own, and the first thing I did was I sent. Um, Adam Craniotas at Red Bar, I sent him an email mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, there's there's no Red Bar chapter in yeah. Orange County. Mm -hmm. Well, I, they must not have been too concerned if there was a Red Bar chapter in Orange County because they never replied to my email. Oh, well, that's funny. <laughs> and uh -huh. so I sent one more. I never got a response. And right. we thought, well, we don't really need to affiliate with anybody. We'll just, you know, we'll just get people together. Right. No big and deal. we did. And it just kind of rolled on from there. Did you just start, like, going to, like, a boutique or something? No. We, um... <clears throat> Yeah, you know, at the time, I didn't know. I wasn't big into social media at all. Right. So you didn't have an Instagram? I didn't have an Instagram at that point. At all? No, I didn't have no one. No kidding. But I thought, okay, I'll, I'll set up an Instagram account. I'll try and connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so we we just set a date. We, we thought, okay. When you say so, we, it's you and Cortland. Yeah, me and Cortland and David at that point. We had met David um, at a at some watch get-together. It was, it was run by watch buys. They're the guys that... They rep uh, Zen and a couple other German brands at the, at the time, Nomos and a few others. Yeah. They're like a traveling, you know, traveling distributor for German watches. So they were doing a thing in, right. at South Coast Plaza at a hotel there. Mm -hmm. We met David there and got to talking. You bumped into him. But, well, yeah. I mean, you don't really bump into David. David, you know, kind of gets, he's not real tall, David. So, so you bump over no. him? No. Bump over him. <laughs> <laughs> but really quick, you know that he's a, he's got a big personality. David, in, oh, in that yes. body. Oh. But anyhow, <laughs> sorry, David. He's seven footer. Uh, yeah, personality, personality wise. Personality. Yeah. So anyhow, David. So Corlin and I had the idea. David was really instrumental in pushing it. Um, in Corlin. David. David. Oh, David. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. uh -huh. He didn't push Cortland. That would not have turned out. No, well. that's not going to happen. Yeah, that wouldn't no have way. Well. So he, um, David, David was like, "Hey, you guys shared this idea." Just with so me. everyone know, Cortland's like seven footer. Yeah, we we just set a date. We mm -hmm. thought, okay, we'll set a date. Now, what we didn't know at the time, and what set the tone for, kind of the way we did it was, we didn't know where we were going to do this thing. So I I said, "Listen, we need some kind of cool environment." So there's a place um, in Costa Mesa called Period Correct. Period Correct is a big That's uh, right. car Porsche, uh, yeah, kind of dialed into the Porsche community right. and cars in general. They do a lot. They got a clothing line and a few other things. And so Cortland happened to know. I was um, going to say that he's yeah, well connected with Brian, with, yes, who owns Period Correct. Yes. So we, Cortland approached him and said, "Hey, can we just use your shop floor, just hang out or something yeah, like that?" Hang out. So there were like, I want to say there were ten people, but there were only. Two or three people we didn't already know. Oh, that's you know, great, though. Yeah. Well, I was Ten shocked. People. Honestly, so you brought in your Timex. And honestly, when when somebody we didn't know, somebody that had kind of come in from um, Instagram, right? Because we had just started posting this on Instagram. Right. When somebody came in as a result of that, we're like high fiving each other. We couldn't <laughs> believe it, you know. And and so one of the people that um, 
that showed up that night was Neil from Discommon, Discommon Goods. Um, and Neil had an office here in Orange County. He doesn't anymore. He's now, I, I think, in North Carolina or South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Um, but he had an office here and his office was kind of like a cave of treasures. And so that night we talked him into letting us do number two there. Okay. So it kind of set the tone for these because all of a sudden we were using these really cool uh, spaces, right? spaces and it, it rolled on from there. Right. And I think that's what makes your get together unique. It's one it's, of the it's things. It's always yeah. been a, always a surprise every month. It became kind of like a, 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 a speakeasy on the move. It was like a secret club that nobody knew where it was going to pop up. Yeah, it's like a fight club, right? Yeah, kind of, except the first rule of fight club is there is no fight club. Exactly. So what we would do is anybody that was interested would just let us know they were interested. Mm -hmm. We we just kind of chose, I think it was the fourth Thursday of the month, and about the, uh, usually that Monday, Mm -hmm. we would DM on Instagram, we would DM the people that had said they wanted to come, Sometimes we kind of check them out, make sure that we weren't inviting people that just for security reasons we shouldn't. Right. We didn't want to exclude anybody. We, in fact, just the opposite. We found that a lot of the watch get-togethers that we ultimately started to learn about had kind of more of an exclusive vibe to them. And while we wanted it to be exclusive and that the spaces were unique and they were, they were kind of cool, uh, we didn't want it to be... Um, you know, exclusionary at all. We wanted everybody to feel... So not exclusionary, but some level of vetting. Yeah, really. Yeah, cool. So it was safe. Yeah, it was exactly. more of a safety thing. So, yeah, we just started doing that, and it went on from there, and we would just always pick these great locations. We, I say pick. We just got lucky. You know, people started to just kind of offer up their their spaces, and, and they'd hear about what we were doing. They liked the idea. A lot of times they, they themselves were watch people and they, they just thought it was cool. So we yeah, we, we just started doing that. I think the first OC Chrono event I remember you guys being at was at a space like that. It was at a um, place called Urban Workshop over, That's right. that was over amazing. in Costa Mesa. That was amazing. And here we were standing. And by that time, I think that was probably only the fourth or fifth get-together. Yeah. I think we had like 40 people that night or maybe even more. Quite a lot. And we're standing, You know, if you recall, we're standing in the middle of like this car workshop. Exactly. And you, you had like all these race cars jacked up that people had been working on and stuff. And here we are hanging out. You know, sipping on whiskey and, and eating whatever food we might have had there and, and talking watches. So, yeah. That was that was super cool. And mm-hmm. I would... You know something incredible about that night is that um, there's Chris McRiddle. I, I don't know if you guys... I remember. Uh, ...follow Chris on, on Instagram, but yeah. he's from Scotland. Right. And he had a buddy who was going to be in town. Right. And he said, hey, you know, this is... One of my good friends, although we've never actually met in, in person so dope. In, until this date. Yeah. And um, so his, his buddy, who doesn't have Instagram, right, reached out to me, and we were communicating through through WhatsApp. And that event was kind of tagged as watches and, and scotch. Yeah. And yeah. so when I was trying to um, arrange things with with Andrew, who who's now become a good friend, and whenever he travels to America, him and I hang out. Yep. Um, but I told Andrew, hey, there's an event. It's gonna have scotch at it. <laughs> You're from Scotland. Uh, you have to have some sort yeah. of interest in watches. Uh, right. And uh, he's good friends with um, with Chris, and so him and I met 
I remember there for the first time. I remember. And so that became some of that that international yeah. connection, like coming to fruition. And he wasn't even a watch guy, wasn't an Instagram guy. Right. He was a friend of a friend of mine, <laughs> and it all worked out that uh, stuff like him that and I is become the best. great friends. It, it's, it's wild. It's absolutely the best. I, you know, I love those stories. I remember that night, and I remember meeting him. Yeah. And you had just kind of met him. Yeah. Ex- even though yeah, you no, communicated. It was the same night. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It was we, the same night. We had just yeah. physically met. Yeah, there's for the so first many time stories that like that. It's the best part of it all. There's a picture of me and him up in his home there. You there know you mean? go. From that night. From from that night. Stop. I mean, we, we, yeah, no, no. We, we true story. Built, yeah, true, wow. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we built this, you know, incredible relationship, relationship yeah. and I think that it's all about community. Yeah. And that's you know a big part of why we appreciate you. And like uh, I said, well, us starting this up. Well, you were um, the it first was that, one to that, reach out, dude. Pushing the community that was a heavy driver behind us deciding okay we said we were going to do this now there's people's eyes that we have to be accountable to that (laughs) have also lit that fire what I loved you know when you guys said that you were thinking about this and then when you you know you started to really um, make moves to do it create an Instagram page and, and you know all the things that you had done you know we had the you know the on time podcast you know the, R. the yeah. chase was I'm chase not gonna, was not going to pour any bourbon out for it but yeah, no, no, no. RIP anyway i hear you <laughs> um, you know no we wouldn't drop any bourbon on no, no. For, for anything really not I mean, even a no most but but you know we lost that 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 didn't you know that stopped and i loved the fact that somebody from the southern california watch community was you know, even thinking about doing that because here in California at that time, yeah. you know, really up until the last couple of years, this has been kind of like a watch outpost. It, it, it's, you <laughs> yeah. know, everything was East Coast based. Yeah, right. pretty much. You yeah. know, if something was happening here, it was happening only in LA. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of not the easiest thing to do. And you guys came along and said, hey, we're going to just focus on the community. It, you weren't going to focus on brands, nope. which you know, right. I love the brands. We need the brands. Sure. But the reality is, is you know, you said you you made a you made a really big statement when you said this is going to be focused on the community and the people in it, and you know, to me that was was a great thing. And it's you know, this is not easy. What you do, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you know, it, it's fantastic. So I I've got you know nothing but admiration and respect for for this and for anything like it. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Before we yeah. go into yeah. Yeah, yeah, further please. progression, yeah. Let, let's talk about one watch and then we'll progress. How okay. about that? Sure. So cue the um, the box, the Pelican case opening <laughs> sound. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, it's always hard for a watch guy to talk about or to decide what watch to talk about, right? Aiden Torrance. That makes me so proud. Yeah. Look <laughs> the voice. The first watch I would talk about, yeah. only because it's got so much personal meaning for me, is um, it's a watch that's not unknown to the watch world at all. It's a, it's an IWC Portuguese. Ah, and Portuguese. Yeah, you know, I'm terrible with reference numbers, but I think it's the 3714, and okay. this is the, the Dash 45, which is kind of the maybe the most recognizable of all the different uh, dial variants. But it's um, it's the watch that kind of took me from being a guy who liked watches to a watch guy. Um, it, it was my it was a birthday present uh, for a significant birthday mm-hmm. from my wife, and I'd wanted that watch for 
easily 20 years. Wow. Um, so yeah. she knew you wanted she knew, the Portuguese. Yeah, she knew she knew I wanted it. So that was a birthday present. Uh-huh. That kind of launched my extreme enthusiasm. Okay. I'd always been enthusiastic, but extreme enthusiasm. So if you said that this is the watch that kind of kicked off that, that passion. Yeah. What made you interested in this particular watch enough to even vocalize it's a great it question. to her so yeah. that she knew that, hey, this is something that's really going to... You know, yeah, it's a great question, Joshua. I'm a, you know, there are a lot of different ways that people appreciate these little machines. I feel like it's one of the most balanced dials um, out there. It's just clean and classy. Yeah. And I don't know, it was everything that, that at that time... I wanted in a watch, and it still is. Every time I pull that watch out, I think, man, it's just—it's—it was classic enough to be around for 20 years. You know, you think about it, how many watches do you see in 20 years later? It's still even being produced, right? And you know, th- there's a handful of them, right? And you know, today it's still one of the the key elements to IWC's collection. But yeah, it's Absolutely. that watch will always be. You know, with me and and you know part of of my life that watch is the watch that is kind of involved in every family event is you know it? so it's every wow. you know it's the weddings it's the you know the significant birthdays it's unfortunately the funerals it's it's all those things graduations um this is it yeah it's that watch and and you know because i want to put as much into this into this thing as i can you know yeah. these they're just, they're just, um, you know, they're just pieces of steel and, and, and a few other elements. But yeah. when we, when we breathe life into them, um, they become so much more than that. Absolutely, that's, man. That's, that's beautiful. From that first watch, I think we all then start to kind of think about watches differently. And for mm-hmm. me, I started to think about, okay, well, what am I into? And and then you start to, you know, you pick up a few things here and a few things there. And maybe those first five to ten watches, you know, many of them you probably don't even keep because they weren't the right one. Right. But for me, um, you know, all along, I actually, this was the first watch. This is the watch that really made me a watch guy. But there the was a IWC watch. Portuguese. Yeah, there was a watch before this IWC that led me to this IWC. Okay. The, um, this watch has got a little bit of history in it as far as just the watch family goes. Mm-hmm. When I show oh. you, you'll know what watch it is. Well, I already know which yeah. one it is. So, I, I, so I, this ooh. watch led to... the Riley strap. Yeah. It's the bronze one, right? It is, yeah. Oh, God, this is a full circle right here. It is. Salmony. Salmony. <laughs> so, so this oh, watch... damn. This watch actually... When I bought this watch, it was the first time I ever saw this watch, the IWC. So what this is, um, back in the back in the mid '90s, in 1996, yeah, Tag Heuer, um, Tag had just acquired Heuer, right. and they were getting ready actually to try and do a public offering. And I won't drag you through the details, but to to kind of jazz up the brand a little bit, they went back to what for them had been a huge success in the days of Hoyer, the the Carrera. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they produced really what I think is probably the first true um, re-edition that any brand has done uh, of their back catalog was was Tag Hoyer producing the Carrera. And it's a one-to-one re-edition of the It's um, exactly identical. The in every sense right. except... Um, there's two things with this particular watch. So, as you said, this is the, you know, at the time I called it the copper dial, but it's today, in today's uh, language, it's salmon. Right. Um, but the difference is this dial, the salmon dial, was never 
um, a thing originally. Above the, the Hoyer logo on the original uh, Carreras, it actually said Carrera. At the time that Tag did this, they were having a bit of a dispute with Porsche over ah, yes. the Carrera. Of course. And over the word Carrera. Yep. And so they'd left it off the dial to save them the trouble of a lawsuit, probably. Right. Other than that, though, every in every other element of this watch, it's, it is the, the Carrera. It uses the, um, and I'm going to get the reference wrong, it uses the um, Lamania 1873 or 76 it, essentially it's the same movement that's in the 1861 yep. um yep. uh speed master it's the same movement essentially yep. um so manual wind true to the originals uh it's just a fantastic it actually looks cleaner without the carrera it does if, if i was I, being honest i like it I mean, yeah i like it without the carrera um, it just says Hoyer with that, that yeah. iconic triangle bottom yeah shape that you see in the racing right. back in the days in lamar that's right so this watch actually came before the IWC, but it led me to the IWC. So this was first. Yeah, because I, I went, what happened was this watch, I, um, I'd i had a little bit of business success. We'd had a couple things going sure. on. And one day, my business partner and I thought, going to go buy watches. Sure. So we wandered into Torno and I saw this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wanted the either the silver dial or the black dial. He talked me into this. At the time, I was kind of disappointed after I bought it. I'm like, ah, it's kind of a weird dial. Smart guy. But <laughs> this thing is, him this you day? can't find this. No. Yeah, yeah, you can't find it. It's, it's, it's I'm a hoping you're still unicorn. friends with that guy. Yeah, we are. That's awesome. <laughs> complete unicorn, this watch. But I saw the IWC that day for the first time, the, the Portuguese, and couldn't afford it. It was just too much money. Right. Um, so I bought this. But, you know, so it led me to that. I think and this is probably worth more now it the probably salmon is. dial it probably is yeah I, I ultimately as as oh, at least we're gonna the local get to that community part. knows <laughs> we're gonna get to that part where you shut it yeah ah, sold this what watch. prompted you to that tell us please you know what I just wasn't wearing it um, you weren't into it let's just I be honest I wasn't into it yeah, yeah. I wasn't into You're it like, I sold eh. it to David uh, one of the founders he saw of, it or he saw it he always liked it right um, you know he's got smaller wrists than me way smaller it's a <laughs> yeah way smaller it's a 36 36 millimeter watch it's a great size um, dude yeah. it is a great size yeah and it's actually even a great size on me it's got those long carrera lugs and so it actually wears really well yeah, for, on my sure. Wrist. for but, sure but um yeah so he bought it and he had it for a while he had it actually three, four for, years what have you yeah what have three you? years i think uh-huh and you always see it always see it, it kind of makes I, you murmur pissed me off because everybody would tell him what a great watch it was of course nobody ever told me what a great no, watch. not you no, ever no, only on that guy but they all told david it right. was and grass right. is always greener yeah. <laughs> So I don't know why I can't remember why, but David was going to fund another purchase or something, uh-huh. and he and wasn't. You, he wasn't wearing. And it. you smelled it. I'm like, you cannot sell it to anybody right. else. Cannot. It's got to come back to yeah. me. So I bought it, and and what's funny about that is it then led to you know, and this is all this all happened this during is COVID. Great progression, bro. Well, this is Ooh. we're getting way off the beaten path, but it is kind of a funny story. So during COVID, um, I needed something to focus on, and so I started buying. The rest of the re-editions. There are five total. There's a blue, silver and blue. Yeah, silver and blue, uh, black and white. This is all during COVID. This is all during COVID. These three during uh-huh, COVID. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, you've got the... Um, the, the corner of the market. Oh, the corner of the market. This is like a real keyboard warrior. It's a collection. I mean, it, now, Did you wear out the keyboard enter? When you put enter? I kind of did. What I <laughs> Actually, what I did is I wore out... Um, the poor guys that want to buy a watch uh, sourced a lot of it for me. Right. Um, they had they had these two, 
The, this is the gold one. This is the, the reference CS3140. Uh, it starts and with it's, a CS, yeah. It's the silver dial, but it's right. an 18 karat yellow right. gold. And they had it. I had sold a watch, and I was just now kind of getting into these, getting back into these careers. So I contacted uh, Ken Jacobs, owns one of my watches. He's become a good friend and a huge supporter of the community, um, even, even down here in Orange County. And so I contacted Ken. I said, you got this gold Carrera, you know, and we kind of talked back and forth. We came to a price. On the phone, right? Yeah, we came uh -huh. to a price because it's COVID. His store is closed. Right. Um, oh, dude, his store got a hit too, I think. They did oh, during the riots. They, their window got smashed. Yeah. yeah. But he, um, so it's probably the most interesting acquisition from an actual, like, dealer. He drove the watch to my office. I was the only one at the time working in the office because, um, of COVID, right? We, you know, he hand he pulls up in the parking lot. We're standing at a distance with oh, masks that's right. on. I didn't remember that. Yeah, he he, and he sold me the watch, or I picked it up. From now, how him. was that for you? Were you wearing the bronze when you met him? I was, and here's what a funny the hell, story. Mike? I was wearing, I so I was wearing that watch, and right. he'd been trying to acquire that watch from David. Um, no, he was. He had <laughs> no, a buyer stop. for the watch. No, he had a buyer for the salmon dial watch, right? And and so he kept trying to buy it. Well. I told David, you, if you're gonna sell it, you can't sell he it knows, to him. Right? You gotta sell David it to me. David knows. Yeah. Okay. You gotta sell it to me. Right. David sells it to me, and then a couple weeks later, I'm buying this from Ken Jacobs, and right. Ken's in the parking lot. He looks at my wrist, and he goes, "What the hell?" He goes, "Son of a." He goes, "I got a buyer for that watch." I said, "Not anymore. It's my watch." <laughs> That's so funny. Off the so, market. Did yeah. he know that it was your watch to begin he with? He did. Yeah. He knew oh, he did. did. He did. Okay. Yeah. So we laugh about that one. Uh, quite all of us laugh about that one quite a bit, but except for David. Except for David, you know, he's still laughing, but he'll cry because, like me, he's gonna want it back someday. No um, doubt, it's a beautiful watch. <laughs> we had a lovely time to want to buy a watch. So uh, that was great, yeah. wasn't it? What a great, what a great place, uh, and a great day. But yeah, so yeah, this has just become kind of a little, you know, a little project for me, um, picking these things up. There's one left. The funny thing about these is they just don't come up very often anymore. And they're not super, super expensive. You could pick up any one of these with maybe, maybe. when you got it. But. Well, I mean, you could still pick them up in the in like the three to four thousand dollar range, but the, except for the the salmon dial, which I don't know how much you could pick it up for because literally they never change hands. You never see them sell. Right. But these are thirty six. Thirty six. And you bounce between the thirty six. Portuguese and, and, and thirty six. No, no, it's some of the Panerais. Well, that's true. So, I yesterday wore this all day long this is a this is Holy a moly. this is a buckle it's a belt buckle were right? you yeah. able to wow this is a pam uh seven two one this is i think probably one of the most beautiful watches um aesthetically aesthetically ever. for a wall clock yeah because for, sure. for a wall clock <laughs> yeah it's 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 the cleanest dial obviously it's got no uh you know no signature it's, on called, the dial. it's like minimalist um it's a yeah, it's like a 26 millimeter um, lug. It's a 27 millimeter. Oh, it's a lug. 27. Yeah, it's a it's a 47 millimeter watch. Okay. But I, I, I'm a Panerai fan, you know. I sure. mean, I, there's a you lot know what of you like, Panerai right? I love. Yeah, you know I mean, like. I, I just am. And part of the reason I like Panerai goes back to the beginning of our conversation. Um, it's community. There's no better community out there than the Paneristi. Um, you know, little shout out to them because they're celebrating their 20th anniversary. Um, oh, congratulations as a, to them. Yeah, as a, as a community of watch people. 
And the reality is, is nobody's been doing it longer than they have. This is a big boy, dude. Well, yeah. So you you set that next to a, a thirty-six millimeter wow. watch. It's a whole. All different, of a sudden, the Portuguese looks small. Looks like a or, baby or, watch. Have right? you ever put it next to a, a big crown baby, pilot? Baby watch. You know what? Actually, I think I think the big crown would look be- bigger, even though this is probably as big. Now, do bigger. you feel it when you're wearing it, or you, cause you go this, from different ranges, right? The wire lug, the wire lug on Makes lugs on this make it really comfortable. It's one of the most comfortable watches I wear. Um, you don't know it's on your wrist, really, um, which is not true of like a big luminor. Right. Uh, a 47 millimeter luminor, you know it's on your wrist. Right. A 47 millimeter radiomere, um, you you know fits really well. And again, that 721, um, it's a controversial watch for for some historic reasons, but it's a fantastic watch. So yeah, you know it's <laughs> it's been fun, and this has been kind of what I've done during. COVID. You know, it's your, what was been an 1861 monster though. I remember you'd walk in with uh, a briefcase full of, of Speedmasters. Speed I'll always have at least a Speedmaster. Um, I love Speedmaster. I, I think you know. So dive watches for me. The, you know, everything is is all about just our personal opinion. Dive watches right. for me. Submariner is probably. I'm not going to say it's the best dive watch. I'm just right. going to say it's probably the the most classic dive watch. Um, for me, and then chronograph, you know, for me, Speedmaster. Uh-huh. Um, so what's the hierarchy? Dive, dive watch first. Yeah, I go in and out. Dive watch probably for me right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, but I. It depends I, I, on the I, day I of love, the week. I love the right now. That leaves room. Right now. I'm always That's about hedging. Smart. You know. That's very smart. I want to give myself space. For to tonight, I feel like. Dive watches on the it's top not of even, it. It's not even tonight, Summer. It's for this hour right. of this night. That's right. This is how I feel. Yeah. Um, I am known for changing my mind. That's fine. Um, it's okay to evolve. And, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we talk about growth all the time. And we're in a constant state of evolution. Big time. Sorry. And we should be, yeah. right? I, I think so. I think it keeps it interesting. Um, it really does. Speaking of one that got away, I almost hit you up with that blue dial Speedmaster. Oh, you got oh, rid of that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it funded, actually... The one with the circle uh, yeah. running hand. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think you went one. We went to one of the homies in Chrono. It did. It did. And what's fact, his name? So I can call. I can kill him. It's a she. It's uh, Serena. Down, oh, it's a Serena, Serena down San Diego. Down San Diego. No kidding. Yeah, and she, you know, if you're listening, Serena, you still what's took up, me. Serena? You still took me for that watch. You got way too good a price. Yeah, yeah. Serena's good peeps. But yeah, yeah Serena's sure. fantastic. One hundred percent. And that actually helped fund this, um, which is a, a fifty-five thirteen uh, sub from nineteen seventy. So that and, was, and you got this from from Curtis uh, Graham Patina. Graham who's, Patina. Yeah, you, know, Cur- you know, it's wild. Is uh, you're talking about Curtis over at Graham yeah, Patina. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Cameron over at uh, yeah, Captain yeah. Taylor. Good guy. Um, just. A couple weeks back, yeah, and they're friends. And they're yeah, good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they are, and that's what made me think of it. And he was saying, like, business is good right now. Listen, I'm a I'm a financial advisor, and when all this started happening, yeah. I predicted that watches, the price of watches, would get cut in half. Mm-hmm. And I was so disappointed. You're when so they wrong. Didn't. You're you so know? wrong. Yeah, I mean, if you're the dealer, obviously you're happy about that. Yeah. But if you're the buyer, you know, you're hoping. Okay, did you? Maybe did you, get, you? As the financial advisor, right. if you make that prediction, it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you How's don't. That make you feel? You yeah, certainly shouldn't mention feel? it on a podcast, <laughs> should you? Um, you know, actually, in a way, I feel good about it. I'm glad that life has got on and that people haven't just kind of crumbled but a part under you, the rock. A part of you th- thought it was going to crumble, kind of right? Tank. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you talk you about keyboard, shutting down the, the entire economy, I uh-huh. mean, it's like, wow, how do you do that? But to, to that point, I think that it's also not consistent across the board. I think that certain things in the watch community... 
have suffered. They have. But other things are... Unfortunately, are what's suffered, in my opinion, is the community itself. And not not in a bad way, because we've been creative. Um, there have been a lot of virtual meetups and things mm -hmm. like that. But, I mean, it's not as good as face-to-face. -face. And so the community itself has suffered. But that's not unlike the the community at large. Everybody is suffering from a lack of, of FaceTime with, with their friends and their family and, and stuff. And why should we be different? Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't consider us uh, having a, a great podcast, but I think one thing that sets, yeah, not sets, even close. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> sets us apart is that we wanted to do everything in person. And I we think said it's that, great that yeah, you have. If we aren't able to do it. Yeah face-to-face, -face, then we'll just pass on that opportunity until it, yeah. it comes around yeah. and presents itself. Yeah. I think it's great that you have. I, I think the dynamic of face-to-face -face when we talk about, you know, anything really, but but watches and community and stuff, it's so much better. Also, and, humble brag, there's no outside influence. You know, that's a huge thing, actually. Um, I think it's tremendous that you're not beholden to anybody. It's one of the reasons, you know, it's one of the things I'm most proud of in the Chrono Group. We're not beholden to anybody. We don't. We're not tied to a brand or yeah. or anybody. This episode know? is brought to you by Four Roses. That's right. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. It needs to be brought to us. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna just make a move here real quick. Oh yeah, for sure. And we're gonna uh oh knocking stuff down. We're gonna go to uh, number one. And so you, you, we've gone through four. We've gone through three. We've gone through two. What what ranking are you using? Where, where so, is number? So yeah, this from? is this is last year's whiskey uh, advocate okay. ranking. They they rank the top twenty each year, and so what we've got here are the top four of the top twenty. Twenty. So you got one through four for twenty nineteen. We're waiting for twenty twenty, and this is number one. And I'm gonna the other three I've had plenty of, but this is new for me too. I have yet to oh, pop the uh, pop the cork on number one. This is your first. This is your first too, right? I've only got. I've only been able to acquire two bottles, and this is the first time I've opened one of them. So I hear there's a bourbon shortage. What's driving that? You know what? There is a bourbon shortage. There's a lot of speculation on what's driving it, but a lot of what's driving it is underproduction because bourbon just has kind of become this really popular thing out of out of the blue. It's kind of the same for Japanese whiskey because the Japanese whiskey makers just didn't expect to sell that much Japanese whiskey. Mm -hmm. um, and I think bourbon's a little bit that way and you're finding much like watches that you can't buy a lot of this stuff at retail. So I spend a lot of time, I, it's, it's kind of a secondary passion. I, I know just enough to be dangerous, um, but I spend a lot of time hunting for whiskey. Um, at, that's at part retail. of the passion. That's part of the hobby. Yeah, I, I go into into all these places looking to see if I can find these kind of hard to get bottles at retail. Mm -hmm. And and I've I used the example of you know stainless steel sports Rolex models. It's kind of the same deal. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can find a, a Submariner, a brand new Submariner at retail, you've done something right. <laughs> Jump on it. You know, and it's the same with some of these, some of these things. Cheers, Jim. Mm. Wow. So this is very interesting. Um, it's very mild on the nose. Mm. Right. It is, and it's got a lot of caramel and. Actually, the previous um, one is more milder. On the, the nose. The, the yeah. previous one was very, very mild. This is this is a bigger, this is a bigger uh, whiskey, but it's still far, far more mild than I would have guessed. I, um, I'm definitely uh, tasting the caramel. Yeah, there a lot of caramel. a lot of caramel in it. Um, it's all like syrupy on the glass yeah, too. I'm gonna have to just kind of you know sit with it for a bit, but. It's fantastic. I think I said caramel and you said caramel. 
Caramo? Yeah, yeah. What did you say, yeah. Caramo? I don't even know at this point. See, in Orange County, we just talk different than everybody else. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is um, I was with my brother last weekend. We grew up. He's 38. Yeah. He was celebrating his 38th birthday. I'm 42. Oh, yeah. We grew up in the same household. Yeah. Yep. And he said apricot. Isn't that funny? And I said... You'd never say that. I, I said, said apricot. I said apricot. Right. right. We grew up in the same house. Wow. So, <laughs> so you're like, who raised you? <laughs> Come on. Well, you're pronouncing this differently. Exactly. That's so funny. You know, who were your parents? <laughs> when did the uh, um, your your universe collided with OC Whisk? I mean, that's when I first met you, I think. Yeah, so yeah. Josh the first you, time we didn't know there was another group right. that, that was going on in, in Orange County. Right. And I think you one of you said it in the beginning. It was kind of an offshoot of the L.A. Watch Gang, but right. now you're in Orange County. Called OC Whisk, and Dan, Dan White was was running that doing a great job but we didn't even know about it and dan came to our second get together he came he had heard that there was something else going on he was curious and he came and that was at this common goods and so after that meetup dan and i talked and we he was like hey you know we got we got this consolidate yeah. yeah and so we talked and and we didn't consolidate for a long time and and but what we did do is we would But kind you of, attended it first, right? Yeah. That's we, when I met we you. Went, yeah. We went and hung out, and, and I loved what was going on there. Came in there with, you, with everyone, with your group. Yeah, it was a great group of people. And I think you went, went in a couple of times, right? Oh, several times, yeah. yeah. yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It, several, several times, and really enjoyed it. It was What was cool about it was we were now running our own, but it was nice to go to one that we weren't running. It was nice to just go oh, and hang so out. So it's more relaxed, I guess, yeah. for you, right? Yeah. watch guy, right? So was it the... Was it the I think it was the same night too. Sometimes, right? It, it every now and then. No, actually, it wasn't. I'm it sorry. Wasn't. It was a different night. Okay. Um, but occasionally we would kind of coordinate so we didn't step on each other's toes and okay. stuff like that. I mean, the the watch community certainly down here. I think universally, but but down here in Orange County, has always been very cooperative with each other, and and so we just kind of you know worked together to one make sure at the very least we didn't step on each other's two toes, and two where we could leverage each other, and and that worked out. We did that for a little while. Yeah, and, and that's respectful. Yeah. Um, but I love that you guys decided to actually come yeah. together. When, and when do did the this? Event. When did this? finally take place to like hey you know what yeah yeah people are biding time right they when don't... did you turn into uk i guess yeah <laughs> we got a lot of yeah we, yeah, we all on the same umbrella that's right i think we were both getting a lot of feedback from from the community because right keep in mind i mean it was all the same people the ones right. going to ours the ones going. i was getting confused sometimes I'm like, where do well, I go? that was the other like thing. here I'm there like, was wow. a little confusion and right. stuff and so you know ultimately um we just kind of sat. I think this was 2018. Yeah. We we sat down. We right. said, "Hey, you know, let's let's combine efforts, not duplicate efforts. Right. Let's work together." Right. And and so we just kind of became one under the heading of that, OC. Is that Chrono. when it finally became an OC Chrono? Well, it was OC Chrono before. Right. It was OC Wiz before. Right. Um, but we combined them, and we decided to keep the OC Chrono name. Yeah. So now it's gonna be you, uh, Cortland, yeah, David, because you, you, David, those were the three founding fathers, yeah, and then Dan and Dan, included. yeah, okay. and and to be fair, I mean there were plenty of people, um, OC Wiz besides Dan that were involved in that, but oh, Dan, a lot of cocks. Dan yeah. was kind of so running I Chase that, was right? always Chase with, with Dan. and Ramin, and there were a bunch of people, and and so we you know, but we 
it's for the, Dan yeah. was kind of the focal point for that. Right. And and so yeah, we brought it together, and right. I'm glad we did. It's did it's, you guys just sit down in a yeah. restaurant somewhere? And just, we did literally. No, you know, stop. Literally, like in a Denny's or something. No, somewhere you know, cheap, in fact, right? it's a place it's somewhere cheap. Like, no, it's Henry's. a place that that you and I and Cortland and I think David sat down. Dude, I at, love that place. That uh, like Park that, Avenue well, in Stanton, right? So it has that old school feel, like a mafia. Like you're gonna whack someone. Yeah. Well, we we did. We we took out a few people. So we sat down. Yeah. You know, we had a we had a meal. We had right. a couple of drinks. We talked, and right. we just ultimately said, "Hey, this is what we want to do." Uh-huh. You know, so we did. We, yeah. we we all came together. I'm glad we did. It, yes. it's worked out really, really well. Right. Honestly, I mean, we all have lives, right? Yeah. Some of us have significant others. Some yeah. of us have children. Some right. of us have jobs. Right. Sometimes you have to hedge your evening. Like, okay, do I want to do this? Or right. Do I want to do that? Absolutely. All kind of going to be the same people. Why not consolidate? Yeah, because and, we were literally yeah. doing two meetups a month when yeah, we were separate. Exactly. And everybody was going to both I, of them. I had to yeah. choose sometimes, seriously. It yeah. was tough. Like. Everybody was going to both of them. Nobody wanted to miss out, you know? Right. Right. And so it was like, let's just do one and we'll make that one really good. Yeah. You know, and that's and you guys have did. done an excellent job at oh, it. Thank I you. Think so. I can't wait till we till we're able to do it again. I, you know, we've got things that we're working on, things that, you know, for the future that as soon as we can get back live and in person, we're ready to go. Um, you know, even to the point where we've already got all of our kind of protocols for health and safety in place. We know exactly how to handle it. Um, we're ready to go. We'll just all meet up in the bubble. In the bubble. So we'll yeah, yeah. Do a 14-day quarantine inside the so, bubble. Boom. Well, we've got, so we've got... Uh, just like we did right now. We've got Salt Lake City uh, chrono now. And Salt Whoa, Lake you're City... you're getting way ahead. Uh, okay, all right. right. So we got to do San Diego first. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Okay. Right, so I mean, you started doing OC Chrono. You, you, you know, uh, there's no more OC Wiz. Yeah, and then eventually, what came next after? Before Arizona and San Diego was came it, at about the same. It time. was at the same time for about. about yeah, I okay. Think, I think San Diego actually Arizona maybe a couple months ahead. Was it? Yeah. I always thought it was SD. I, I can't keep it straight, but I think it was Arizona. We, sure, because I'm going to fact check you. Please though. do. Please do. Right? <laughs> I mean, in this, in this era of fact checking, right? Um, the, we must. The, the internet never lies. That's never right. Lies. So, I'm going to Wikipedia your app. The first, <laughs> the first uh, AZ Chrono meetup, again, keeping with the theme, the first AZ Chrono meetup was at a place called Arizona Fine Time, which is a... That's right. It's actually a... It's kind of a cool spot. It's a cigar shop and a watch shop. Yep. And it's... FYI, I brought cigars just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cigar guy, but go ahead. Um, you know, so AZ Chrono um, was... You know, we, we did it there, and it was a big hit. We had I think we had 25 or 30 people that first time. And then San Diego. San Diego has just been really turns out huh? crazy. Those guys. That one's insane, dude. It's insane. It's the people. I mean, and also they felt like they got shunned, right? I mean, for the longest time, there's L.A. Watch Gang, and again, you know, it's kind of like we were in Orange County. Everything's right. in L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing was in Orange County. Well, if you're in San Diego, you're even further removed, right. From L.A. Right. And so, yeah, they they kind of felt that but those way. Those guys were true, like true enthusiasts. They would I don't come know. up here and hang out with us in South Coast. They and they still do even. Even though they, even though they started SD Chrono down there, right. they still come up because that's how passionate they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know a group of people more passionate than those guys. I mean, I know groups of people that are as I passionate. Think, I think Sam beat all of us though. Sam's yeah. Sam's he's done LA Watch. He's done OC he's done it all. and he's done SD. He's done it all. He's literally done it all. For sure. And, and yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Watch his guy. tag, dude. You guys. 
Sam uh, Oblivion? Sam's, yeah, I can't, I can never pronounce it. Sam Oblivion or no, something like not, that? Not Oblivion. Sam's, Sam Obs- hold on. Obsession or Oblivion, something? Oblivion, hold on. Something like that, or Sam and Laika or something. No, no, no. no. And he's going to, he's going to kill me for not remembering. For sure. I, so it's, who knows? Okay, it's Sam's Veblenian Obsession. And I, I think it's a reference to um, to what? To his I want to say to Jules Verne, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. So anyhow, Sam's the uh, Blinian obsession, and he's got more followers than oh. you know everybody I know combined. Yeah, so everybody sure. probably already knows who he is. Yeah. But you know, both as a collector and then as a organizer within the the, the collector community, Sam has has done as much for the community as anybody I know. We stopped at the Panerai. What was the next progression after the big giant uh, wall clock? You got oh there? God, you know I, I'm losing track of the order of these things, but yeah, sure. it was kind of like. Okay, but you got rid of all your speed, right? They're all gone. I've got one. I've Just got one left. Yeah, I'll right? never not have a speed. Okay, but because you had like ten at one point. Yeah. What yeah. prompted you to just say, you know what? I started to realize that they were all the same watch. No. I mean, yeah, I know. Stop. Shocking, right? Shut, Shocking. shut the hell up. It's no. Like, and so I had all this money. So you said, okay, I can buy one and just swap the dial out. I had all this money. Buy out. nine more dials. God damn, why don't they just make this in Velcro so I could just swap the dial? Perfect, right? I had all this money tied up in, in the Speedmaster. Right. I'm like, I want to do some other things. Right. So, you know, that was the story. So, you know, the other thing for me has been a little bit of a of a foray into Rolex. Um yeah, you didn't I, have Rolex that much back then. No, in fact, I never really was a Rolex person. Right. I'm not sure I'm a Rolex person now, but I've got I've got a few cool watches. Right. Um, Some are slowly uh, becoming more. That's all right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's trying to consolidate his whole collection. Creeping. Well, you know, it's a good thing all it's a Rolex. podcast. They can't see that crown tattoo. <laughs> on his he has one on his lower back, too. Yeah. Well, and, and the one right you under his eye, though. You're not supposed to talk <laughs> about the one in my lower back, sir. <laughs> The prison, the, the prison tat right under yeah, his yeah. eye with the crown. It's supposed to be a tear, by the way. <laughs> that's right. That's how you authenticate me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, so the you know, I had a friend offer me a Submariner at a reasonable price. I bought it. I fell in love with it. No date or um, it was a it was a date. It was sixteen six one zero. It's the same hideous. one that Alan Alan has. Alan's gear. It's an hideous one. <laughs> But I love that watch. I, I did move it on um, for a no date. And then I took that no good date man, man. Oh, and yeah, moved it on day. for the 55 as part of the, the acquisition of the 5513 because yeah. I wanted a vintage. So you knew sun. what you wanted as far as Rolex eventually. Yeah, you know, Rolex for me, you know, everybody's, well, not everybody, but most of us have got finite resources. So I, um, you know, I, I kind of operated under the assumption I would just continually upgrade till I got to where I wanted to be. Right. Fifty-five thirteen was kind of the watch I was after as far as the Submariner goes. Now, this was based on research or research and just my personal taste. Right. Um, I, I I love vintage watches. Um, mm-hmm. I think you've got to be really careful, obviously, yeah. with vintage watches, and I think Big with time, vintage dude. Rolex in particular. Big time. Um, so you know. I've got a few people we, you know, that we all know that I trust, you know, a lot, and so ultimately I, I picked it's all about relationship. I it think. is. It's it's entirely about that. I've got a uh, an Explorer two that is. They're I think o- they're okay. I love. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they're not yeah. ones. Yeah. But. yeah. I've got I've got a uh, a sixteen five fifty, which is the transitional. Um, oh yeah, those are reference, and it's just an incredibly it cool dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see it, dude. Know, it's not. This well, one came. Where did you get this one, dude? This one came from one of my watch. Look at that. I actually went up there to buy something else. They had something else on hold for me, uh, and when I got there, <laughs> they said, "Mike, you know what you're about to buy? We think is overpriced." 
Um, you shouldn't really probably buy it right now. Right. So I left it and I said, well, okay, you know. I'm here. What would you, yeah, what would you recommend? Yeah, I'm here. And they said, this is kind of where you should, where you should be thinking. I fell in love with the watch when I saw it and, you know, the rest was kind of history. But, yeah. And then the, uh, the, uh, the only other Rolex I've got right now, uh, I say only other, like only three is not enough, but um, <laughs> is... Tao was working for an AD down there, mm-hmm. and he wasn't particularly thrilled with the AD. They're, some of their business practices he didn't care for. Right. Tao's a, a real professional. And um, at, the, at that time, um, Fortane up in Northern California is getting ready to open up a Rolex boutique in San Diego. And Mark, the manager of what would be the new Rolex boutique, was a friend. And he said, hey, could you, do you know anybody to help Your me make friend? Up? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You know anybody that would help help me make up my sales team, right. and I and so I introduced him to Tal. Actually, I introduced Mark and Tal at the uh, at the uh, hangar at the airport. At the airport. Okay. Yeah, that's where they met. Oh, it was oh. that day. Yeah. So as a favor, we're, yeah, we were both there. I was there. Yeah, Tal was. Uh, so yeah. we were part of history. Yeah, yeah you he, were part he, of history. He had that uh, that Porsche design, 1978. That that's was, right. That's right. With the compass. That, yeah, yeah, with the that compass. That he was yeah. dangling in front of me. That's yeah. right. Crazy watch. And Tal was wearing a Hawaiian shirt too. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. always. So, so as a result of of me hooking the two of them up, and that's been a good partnership for both Mark and for Tal, they offered me um, the you know the new GMT on the oh. Jubilee. And it was hard to say no to. Um, you know, if you would have said no to it, I would have beat you with a Well, I got a call, you know, actually got a text message with a photograph of the watch. Was it a text watch. or a phone call? It was a text with a photograph of the watch. Right. And on the photograph, it was the watch with a post-it note. The post-it note had my name written on it. No. <laughs> and Tall said... Full name? Mike Heyman? Just Heyman, I think. <laughs> or just Heyman. And, and, and Tall's uh, text was, would you like to come down and share a Pepsi with us? <laughs> Shut that that's up. That's a smooth yeah. move. So Shut, I, that's super smooth. I called him. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Mike, do you want the watch or don't you? So literally the next day I drove the down next, there. You waited the next day? You, f- I Yeah, well, we had plans that day. You I mean, just didn't we, jump in the car the same day? I don't day? want people to think I'm desperate. That's true. One day is allotted. Put, right? put it on ice. That's right. You know, <laughs> you right. needed to know so, that I was in control. That's right. right. Exactly. Even though I wasn't. See, wait day, right? Well, it took me that long to. It took me that long to beg, you know, my wife and. Actually, she was great. She said, "Yeah, you got to go do that." You told her the whole situation. This doesn't come. Yeah, she was great about it. In fact, what she said was, "Here, take my credit card because I want the miles." Um, So (laughs) smart. So So she was the one under control. Yeah, she was totally in in control. So I ran down there and and by yourself? No, actually, I went down. Do you know Clint? Security detail. Um, Your time travels on Instagram. Uh, good friend. He's the guy with the M3 or something like that? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, you you picked him up or he picked you up? Was it like a boss move that he picked so, you up with him? He always asks the hard-hitting questions. It it that's to a tough that, one. That's I part think of I it. picked him up. That's though. part of journalism. I I up. So, I mean, but the, but just so you know, I mean, we ran down there. We had we had breakfast in La Jolla. Right. It was very romantic. Right. Um, oh, you did a stopover, huh? Halfway. We did because I, I got down there. I was so excited. Right. I got down there. We were down there like at... Shit. It had to be like 8 a.m. They didn't open oh, until shit. 11. No kidding. It was on Sunday. They didn't yeah. open until 11. We were down there at 8. Yeah. So we, we had breakfast in La Jolla. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it, it picked up the watch. It was that was but a the special whole time. Day. I'm sure you got this butterfly going. A little right? bit, yeah. I mean, that was a special day. Right. I had never bought. You called your credit card. Make sure they don't shut it down. It's not a fraud. <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> well, it was my wife's credit card. So, That's right. So I'm like, God, I hope you guys are okay yeah, with yeah, this, yeah. right? It's I have not a credit card. Nothing have my name, name on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got my last name, but uh, yeah, it's well, we're, not good. My first we're good. Name. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, that was a special day, and that's a special watch to me because, again, a lot of these watches come back to the community. Uh, the watches again are special but the community to me is more special and that's a watch that came about uh, because of a friendship and a relationship that's full circle right yeah it it really is and and a lot of these are that yeah you know fun if you're doing something I mean this is something you'd wear if you go have breakfast in Laguna (laughs) that's right that's right without your time travels that's his Laguna watch that's the Laguna watch yeah you'd definitely wear that if you want somebody to know who's who's the boss wow (laughs) who's the boss (laughs) (laughs) So no, I, I it's a gorgeous watch. I love the watch. Um, Did you get the white glove and the whole the whole deal? Oh, the white glove. Yeah, when they do it what kind down of chocolate there, yeah. I have to ask because AD does this. Oh, milk chocolate. The whole milk? Rolex crown. Jesus, the, yeah, was it milk chocolate though? It was. Yeah, yeah. I, really I like me the out. milk chocolate. No, I gotta have the eighty ninety percent cocoa. Ah no, it's like, <laughs> <"Ooh."> cacao. <laughs> the chocolate that makes you scream. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but but besides these, you know, I I'm into everything. I like. Seiko's. I'm a huge Seiko fan. Really? I, I love Seiko. Um, well, you got to talk about that, too. Well, I mean, I've got... I've always got a handful of Seiko's. Oh, yeah, but there's a special the, the Grand special. Seiko. Talk to us about the special... Oh, that watch. Grand Seiko. Yeah. What, how did that come to uh, I, I, You know, i got to give Dan... Um, we'll just throw it into the, yeah. in the pile here. Um, so Dan had already been working on a relationship with Grand Seiko. Um... He had been working, when, when it was OC Wiz, they had been working uh, to come up with kind of a watch that, that their whole group, or well, that most of the group could agree on as kind of a Was it already watch. OC Chrono already? Well, at the time he started, it was OC Wiz, but when okay. we came together under OC Chrono, uh-huh. um, is when the, the Grand Seiko actually happened. And so there were... 18 watches um, from Grand Seiko. Mm-hmm. The watch itself is is pretty much a standard uh, issue of its reference spring drive. We um, they did do engraving and numbering, and there was some special pricing and it everything. Was super cool. Though. We were the first. That strap was. Mm. Yeah. So Hodinkee just came out with Hodinkee was the first AD basically to do a, a Grand Seiko limited edition, but. We were, before Hodinkee, the first group of any kind to do any limited edition um, with Grand Seiko. And this is the watch. And That's, that's huge. It is huge. Hashtag we, humble know, brag. 18 watches done in 2018. Right. Um, it was a, an amazing night. One of the most mem- memorable experiences for me right. of, of this community. Because our objective has been all along to create community. Build, yeah. And if... If we can create that community, um, you know, by any means that's legal, moral, and ethical, sure. um, then that's what we're going to do. And Grand Seiko, if you guys are listening to this, why is it that Presage is always the one that gets all the cool shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They will be listening to this, and you, they might answer you. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and if you change that crown, like, it's sticking out way too much. I'm in. For sure. <laughs> they will be listening For to For sure, this. I'm in. Let me put in one plug real quick, if I can. Sure. Um, do it. So we've, we've referenced this other watch. Yeah. Um, that we're working on, and there's a there's a group of 
I want to say seven people, but it might be more, one more or one less than that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, we've been working really hard on on a watch for the Chrono Group. Mm -hmm. um, I can't. There's a lot I, I don't want to share, only because sure. I, I want to, to surprise people. Yeah, but we respect that. Um, but what I can tell the the community that might be listening, our four listeners to this, yeah, our four listeners, <laughs> the three of us and, and one of our wives, and one from Norway. Um, Shout out yeah, to Tom, Tom in Norway. Um, we we have been working uh, with Nomos yeah. uh, to create what we think is a very special watch. Um, the the first Grand Seiko will always mean so much to special, us. Special, yeah. But this watch is going to be a hundred percent unique to to the Chrono Group. Uh huh. It's going to be a run of somewhere between 25 and, and 50 watches. I, I want to keep it as, as few as possible because yeah, sure. I like that exclusivity, but I also don't, I want people to be able to, to, to pull the trigger. Sure. Right. Um, I've seen a couple groups lately come out with, with you know, some watches that they've co-designed co with a mm -hmm. brand. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it always intrigues me because they wind up marking these things up and somebody makes money off these things. It always bugs me. Yeah. Here's my commitment. Yeah. This watch is going to come out at list price or, yeah. or below uh -huh. well. um, list price. It will be something that nobody, you, you just wouldn't get any place else. And it will be, I think, it's going to be fantastic. You know, I, I want to be realistic. I don't think anybody designs watches better than the brands themselves. In other words, you're not going to take somebody like me and I'm not going to design a watch better than somebody at Nomos is going to design. Right. But with the designers at Nomos interfacing with us, we feel like we're, we're going to bring a design that is both indicative of Nomos uh -huh. and indicative of the Chrono Group. Um, the, the design language will be very nomos, uh -huh. but it will also reflect our, our, our passions and our interests. Um, the only descriptor I'll give of the watch itself I, is uh, panda, uh, one word, one word only. That's uh -huh. all I'm going to say. All I right. won't give That's colors not... or anything else, right. but panda. Um, the, the hope is to release it either, if we can, in a face-to-face in a, in a -face physical uh, kind of party setting or a virtual party setting mm -hmm. uh, to take orders for the watch right then and there um, and then to you know deliver the watch very quickly thereafter so in the last group the, the one we haven't talked about yet but the last one that we that we created was was LA um, oh yeah so you know? what's the story with that dude I mean, <laughs> well it's LA's LA's an interesting place LA is obviously I always say LA geographically is unlike almost any other city in the country in that LA is really a composition of you know many cities. So, you know, LA Watch Gang has been there. They were the first. They were the yeah, first. Say, in, that spot was Yeah, yeah they were the that, first in Southern California right. and honestly a, a model or a real model for anybody that wants to do this and so yeah. I've paid a lot of attention to what Andrew Lee and, and just all those people have done and you guys were part of that and and just immense respect for those guys and we decided at, at one point that we needed to have an LA presence um, if we wanted to be serious about this and okay there were some practical reasons for that one 
we had uh, a ton of people driving down to OC for OC Chrono meetups. Sam was one of those LA. guys. Sam was, that's where we met Sam. Yep. And these poor guys were driving hours and hours back and forth to yep. get there. And they weren't complaining about it, but they kept saying, hey, we'd love to do this style meetup yep. you know, up, up in LA. And that was a big part of it. How the other part of it, go ahead. Yeah. How does one approach though I mean, knowing that LA Watch Gang occupies that space, how do you approach it into making sure that well, you work? Well, I think to to Mike's point, without interjecting, yeah. um, too much because I still want you to speak. But the the tapestry and the, and the topography of LA yeah. allows other groups to come in right. and yeah. not even really infringe on each other right. because yeah, there's it's no so reason to. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If you you know talk to anyone outside of um, even Southern California. Yep. You're talking about like Northern California. You say I'm from Southern California. That's all grouped into LA. Absolutely. Right. Like they don't even consider Orange County. They right. don't consider Inland Empire. They Not don't consider all. San Diego. It's all LA to It's them. all LA. And, right. and then when you talk about people on a broader space outside of, you know, the state, outside of the country, when you talk Very about. True. California, it's <laughs> a lot of it's getting grouped into LA. It's very and true. So there's a lot of space to breathe, and yeah. everyone have their own room. In I always space. say about all these cities and all these places, but especially LA, is it's a very big place. There's a lot of room for many, many groups of watch enthusiasts, and I hope that in time, there's 15 different organizations that are all working in LA because honestly, that's the only way we're ever going to cover LA. Right. Because LA Watch Gang or, or the Chrono Group, we're not going to, our reach is never going to be big enough to, to satisfy the demand for you know all the watch enthusiasts in Los Angeles. It's too big a place and we would be doing people a disservice to assume that we could do that. So anytime there's a, a, a group in LA, I'm all for it. Um, but with LA Watch Gang, um, you know, I always have had a, you know, or I have had a good relationship with the people that are involved there. I, I have to say, and I don't mind saying this, I, I probably caused a little bit of, um, of a challenge when we when we rolled out uh, LA Chrono. I, I own that. Tried to reach out to the existing groups there. Yeah. And I just probably didn't do the most effective job I could have done. Mm -hmm. But the reality is those groups are, are amazing. Those people are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I consider them all friends of the community. And, you know, we just want to play, you know, play alongside um, everybody there. But L.A. is a very unique and very challenging place. And we're, we're having challenges right now. We, we got um, two basketball teams, for Christ's sake. Well, and, and, and two basketball teams in a room for five, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so we're we're working on enhancing what we're doing in LA right, right now, and that's that's. I think a it's a matter of, of respecting the space. I think. I think so, and respecting the people and, yep. and the community and yep. stuff. But I, listen, if another if another group of watch enthusiasts decided they were going to set something sure. up in in Orange County sure. or san diego or wherever i'd be thrilled i'd honestly sure. be thrilled and i'd probably attend the meetups sure. um because i i love this stuff listen this stuff is all about fun it's all about it friendship once it stops being fun, right and what's it's, the point it's all about those things and yeah. if it ever stops being about those things then we're doing something wrong right because none of us are going to make our living doing this right. none of us are going to get rich doing this <laughs> right. yeah um although 
you know, in a, in a different kind of way. I think we all consider ourselves richer because of it, but yeah, not in a monetary, not in monetary sense, way, I was going right? to say. You know, not in a monetary yeah. sense, um, but in a sense of community. Expanding collector influence in the Watch universe is important, I think. You know, you've got, you've got multiple players, so you've got the, the watch manufacturers, the brands, mm -hmm. You've got watch dealers, and that yep. can be ADs, and it can be yep. private dealers. Mm -hmm. And then you've got watch enthusiasts. Yep. And and for me, all of this is about bringing all those together, but giving the watch enthusiast more It gives you a voice, voice dude. Yeah, and some leverage. Um, yeah. Same for the auto clubs that we have, you know, in Southern California, like whatever it may be, Mercedes-Benz Club, blah, blah, blah. It just gives you a voice, a voice. to talk to the manufacturers. Like, hey, Absolutely. we kind of want this seat, or we kind of want a cup holder. That's right. <laughs> you know, why would a you know why would a brand like Grand Seiko or right. the the company that we're currently interfacing with for the watch that we're working on now, you know, if we don't have this collective um, strength, and I say that in the in the softest way, right. um, if we don't have that, then nobody pays attention, and we no. can't do some of these cool things. No. And we do them not not to gain recognition or not to gain you know financial remuneration. We do it. Because it's cool, it's fun, it's like, you know, it's it's great. It's also grassroots. It is. Um, it is. We, we we're talking about, you know, the date today and, and how close we are to the election. Yep. And, yeah. Um, we all might have different political affiliations of and course, so forth. Yep. And that wasn't even discussed, but the fact that that's going on, another conversation we had was about like our local governments. Yep. yep. And being a part of that decision making because those are the things that yeah. like affect us and that's where you absolutely. have the most impact yeah and, absolutely uh, even down to my HOA yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> right talk about politics right <laughs> yeah I mean holy crap it's, seriously nobody <laughs> gets more political <laughs> I, I consider moving so many times I get it because of the HOA that's yeah, so funny I get it you know? um, but that just you know brings me back to your point where it's a, a local group of individuals who are like-minded. Yep. And if you get together, then that's power. It is. You it's, can make moves and you can make... That's right. If you do have influence. And as long as you use that in a good way, right? Absolutely. I mean, because we see people, we, we've got examples all the time, you know, all of us do, of people that have that power and they use it in really awkward, weird ways. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but the reality yeah. is if you use it so that the community itself can benefit, can have some cool experiences. You know, I, I'm a capitalist. I, you know, I, I believe in, in our capitalistic society. But when it comes to this stuff, I'm very much a socialist. I, I think we should all be working together for the good of everybody to create fun. You know, and, and good experiences and friendship and community and all those things. I mean, it, it's enriched my life and, and I hope other people's lives, you know, immensely. We can laugh together. We can cry together. We can do it all. I mean, one of the best things you guys have done, in my opinion, when we had all this civil unrest going yes. on. Uh, and and it was the two of you and it was Chase and Natalie, correct? Yes. Um, and Natalie. And you just had... You know, here were here were four watch people, right? You, you guys know each other because of the watch community. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. how you know each other. You have no other reason in nope. life to come together. Right, and yet you you just had a really honest conversation about what was going and on. We and we all had different opinions as well. Totally different. And we're all and, friends, and that was actually nice. It was refreshing. And I remember listening to that podcast. I was sitting right where you're sitting now, actually, one morning, drinking coffee, going right on. Somebody is actually just talking about this stuff and. You know, n 
none of you had the same point of view. In fact, none of you had my exact point of view. Yeah. But that wasn't really the point. The point was that you had a really honest dialogue about it. And I learned a lot um, about other people's perspectives and, and it made me feel good about kind of our, our version of humanity. Um, but most importantly to me, doing what I do with the watch community, it showed me that this, it reminded me, I should say, because I already knew it, yeah. how much bigger this is than just these things that we put on our wrists. Yeah, we're in a diverse community, and there, there's, there's room for different opinions and, and different perspectives. And Absolutely. as long as we're respectful and able to hear those out, yeah. we talked about extreme left, we talked about extreme right, 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 and we talked about the fact that a good place is probably somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. And if, if you're willing to hear out those different perspectives, then you gain a new and different perspective. It's all about the learning. And if you can come together somewhere yeah. in the middle, then that's going to be a happy place for, for most people. Well, you guys that day, you did that. And, and you've done it besides that. But you did it that day in a, in a really over-intentional uh, way. And, and I appreciated that. Yeah. I, I really did. Thanks for hosting us. And having a get-together, uh, sharing your passion and your love of watches and life and um, Chrono Group. And uh, hopefully this will all soon be over. Thank you, M. Heyman, one, mm-hmm. at Instagram for hanging out with us. Um, one, because M. Heyman was obviously taken, and we're still waiting on that payment. That's right. $20. <laughs> and, um, $20 make you holla. <laughs> Cheers, Chad. It's a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Content can be found on Instagram at the Out of Time Podcast. You can also email us at the Out of Time Podcast at gmail.com.